Hey, Johnny here. So I just wanted to kind of give you a kind of a chunky kind of preview for tomorrow's episode of My Favourite Game featuring Tom Francis on Deus Ex. If you hear any background noise in the background, we're, um, we're arranging uh, stuff in my house. Anyways, um, so tomorrow, as this is going out, as this is going out tomorrow we're going to have Tom Francis on uh, to talk about Deus Ex. Um, if you know of Tom's previous work from PC Gamer, you'll know how much he loves Deus Ex. Not just Deus Ex 1, but more or less the series as a whole. And how much that series has influenced him now as a games developer, making Gunpoint and Heat Signature. Um, so, it's with that in mind that when we, when I typically interview developers on the show, I typically ask them about their upcoming wares or past wares. Um, and obviously, in this instance, uh, I asked uh, Tom about uh, his upcoming game, uh, Heat Signature. Unfortunately, um, I have kind of self-imposed strict rules about keeping episodes of my favourite game under or within the ballpark of 90 minutes. Uh, give or take. If it runs over by a few minutes, I'm okay with that. But if it goes way over that, then no. And uh, in this instance, it went way over. So I had to take that out. But I did want to kind of put the whole um, Heat Signature uh, segment out on its own. So it's with that in mind that I give you the kind of full interview, so to speak, on uh, Heat Signature. So... um, Please enjoy. Um, it's about 17 odd minutes in length, and well, Tom more or less carries this whole interview because he does like to talk. But I mean that in a good way. It's it's detailed and uh, lengthy, so that, that's that's uh, good. Tom speaks about systems, and it's fascinating here, uh, especially as well, not just with heat signature, but with DSX. But for that. You can listen to tomorrow's episode of My Favourite Game. Anyways, here it is in its entirety. It's Tom Francis on uh, Heat Signature. Take a listen. So, let's jump on the uh, Heat Signature then. Um, um, Basically, uh, give an elevator pitch on what Heat Signature is. And the kind of influences it has. Obviously, DSX withstanding. Um, It's a top-down space stealth game where... You are flying around in a tiny defenseless pod, and uh, you don't have any weapons, and you're in a galaxy of much bigger ships that are randomly generated, built out of these, these square modules. Um, and you are given missions to steal something, or kill someone, or achieve some particular objective, and the way you do it is to fly your ship over to their ship and dock with their airlock without them knowing, and then you sneak inside their ship. And so the whole game is about going inside other people's spaceships, avoiding the crew, trying to steal what you're there to steal or kill who you're there to kill or hijack the whole ship. Um, And so inside the ships, it's kind of uh, the controls and perspective-wise, it's a bit like Hotline Miami. You're kind of using WASD to move your guy around and mouse to aim and you can shoot people or you can hit them with a wrench uh, or you can throw your wrench at them or you can plant remote detonated explosives um, and if you get to a turret on a ship, you can man it and fire missiles from it and attack other ships. If you get to the cockpit, you can fly the whole ship. Um, but as in gunpoint, you die in one hit. If people shoot you, uh, everyone else dies in one hit. If you shoot them, um, and then out in space, it's a game where you are trying to avoid the vision cones of other ships or their heat sensors and 
the name heat signature uh, is about the fact that in space, pe- things are very easy to detect by the heat they give off. And so if you want to get close to a high security ship, it will have a heat sensor and you need to keep your heat low by avoiding using your thruster too much and kind of coasting. Um, and yeah, it's uh, set in a, uh, a sort of pocket of space that's full of these gas clouds. It's very colorful. Um, and the, those gas clouds are kind of um, rich in minerals that are very valuable. And so people have set up space stations there to kind of mine from these. And those space stations are the only kind of home base you get. And they'll, they're owned by various factions. They're kind of linked together by trade routes. And when you play the game, you'll be picking a character um, from a randomly generated selection each time you play. And uh, the options will be characters who work for different factions. Some of them might be freelancers. And then you, you pick that person to play as. You do some missions as them. And if you die, then you die. And if you carry on, uh, if you succeed, then you carry on playing. And um, once you do die, then you just go back to the character select screen and you get a new one. Uh, but everything you achieved in that past life is still achieved. Like the game doesn't rewind or anything. It's always, everything you do is always persistent. Um, and the world keeps moving on, even if you've died and become a new person. What kind of influence, like, Heat Signature has taken from the kind of gameplay systems that we've, we've been talking about tonight? Because, like, like we, we've, like, it is it is very stealth-driven, but it can kind of flip on its head, basically, like like with Deus Ex, or even as of a more recent game, Metal Gear Solid Five, and that, if you're caught, then it, it can really, you know, go to shit, basically. Yeah, it's... Those influences are kind of things that I'm trying to put in now i don't think they're very i don't think they're in there very much right now the the sudden death aspect is in there um but it's not much of a stealth game yet because the guns make noise and people respond to that but nothing else makes noise so you can throw a wrench around clang around the the ship and no one hears that um you can't hide bodies and guards don't respond to seeing bodies and those are things that i'm going to add um hopefully quite soon but so right now it doesn't really have the sort of the core components of a stealth game um except that it's just extremely harsh so you want to avoid (laughs) direct conflict um the random generation is obviously one of the things that makes me think i can make that good is having played splunky a lot and seeing how that works um it's it does have a pretty um well, it has like an okay set of tools right now. It's going to have a bigger set of tools as I add them. Um, but you can already plant these remote debt packs and set them off. And when they go off, they like destroy a whole room of the ship. So they'll literally annihilate that room. And that means that you could plant a series of them to split a ship in half. So it splits into two completely different ships. And you could, um, if your objective is behind a locked door, you can plant an explosive uh, to blow off a different room so that that wing of the ship just drifts off into space by itself and you can blow up the room that has the locked door in it so that it's just uh, venting into space and then your objective will be shot out in space. Then you've got to chase it down and eject yourself to kind of go out and pick it up. Um, The hope is that by giving you these few basic ingredients of spaceships that you can go inside, items that you can throw around, um, explosives that you can detonate, weapons that um, work like weapons do. Um, You can combine those in interesting ways and come up with 
with interesting solutions to your problems. And because it's randomly generated, um, I'm hoping that those, those problems will be, um, will vary a lot in terms of difficulty. So you'll come across a situation where instead of sitting there and thinking like, what did the designer want me to do here? What is the solution to this puzzle? You're thinking there, you're, you're sitting there thinking, is it even possible to solve this? And how the hell am I going to do it? And, do I need to go away and get something else to solve this? Because pretty much everything is solvable, but sometimes it's not solvable with what you have right now. So um, you might need, you know, as an example of a locked door that you can't open, you either need to go and find the key card for that, or you need to find some bypass tools to get past it, like in DSX, or you need to find some explosives that can blow up that whole module so that it's not even a problem anymore. Um, and yeah, so it's got, that, that's very much inspired by Deus Ex and you know, all of these games we've been talking about are all about um, consistent rules and elements that can interact with each other. Um, and yeah, Splunky for random generation and also, yeah, Splunky also for um, things like the fact that you can throw anything. Anything that's in your hands, you can right-click to throw it. And when it hits something, it will... Um, have the appropriate effect. You know, everything's uh, a general rule rather than a special case. And so uh, weird things emerge, like something I didn't really think about was that, you know, if you blow up part of a ship, it's exposed to space, so all the air rushes out. When all the air rushes out, you're pulled along with it. And um, after I added the ability to, like, throw items around and those items to knock people unconscious, um, I discovered that almost every time this happens, if you've already knocked out a bunch of people, there are a bunch of bodies lying around and a bunch of wrenches lying around. And uh, if you're sucked towards a breach like that and then the door seals, because after like a couple of seconds, the door seals and you know, locks the air in, you're all now flying towards a closed door and you hit it and you're fine, but then all the wrenches hit you. <laughs> and so after, you've, like, got, after you're safe and you're inside the ship, you just get knocked unconscious by a series of flying wrenches. You, you mentioned um, procedural generation and the Spelunky influence, so to speak. Like, um, like talk about that uh, with his signature. And and like, I remember reading a piece, um, uh, an interview you did with um, Tom Bramwell while he was still at Eurogamer, and uh, how, how Gunpoint, uh, like how you wanted to have kind of um, procedural generation within Gunpoint, but you were just kind of afraid in having that on because you didn't really know what you were doing with it at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought they would be too hard and I wanted to keep my scope fairly simple for that game because it was my first game. Um, but I think it might have been the wrong call because my assumption was that procedural generation was hard and hand-making levels was easy. And I was right about procedural generation being hard, but hand-making levels is not easy. <laughs> That's also incredibly hard and massively time-consuming too. And it adds time to everything. So it's not just the time to build it, it's the time to test it. And um, getting other people to test it, to find out whether the levels are any good. And then every time I did a test for Gunpoint, I ended up scrapping the worst level and um, scrapping the level that people hated the most and looking at the level that they liked the most and trying to make a level more in that vein. And so that went through several cycles of that. Um, and that takes time. And then, you know, once you even once you know what's wrong with the level and you build the new version of the level to fix that, now you've got to test that version because that version might not work. And testing it yourself is totally joyless because you've played it a thousand times now and you know the solution to the puzzle. You can't ever unknow that. Um, and so the only pleasure I got from testing Gunpoint was, was from unexpected things happening or um, playing with my own rules. And 
with procedural generation, the great thing about heat signature is that although it's still missing loads of big systems that I really want to get in there, you know, every time, every question you ask me about it, I'm probably going to say, well, I plan to do this because there's always more I want to do with, um, with how it works. But it just gets better all the time. Like every time I play it, I enjoy it more than the last time I played it. And that was not at all true with Gunpoint. I was getting sicker and sicker of it every time I played it. And by the end, but you know, by the time it, I finished it, like after it was released, um, I uh, contracted out the uh, Mac and Linux versions. So another company did those. But I wanted to make sure that they were, you know, in a good state but, um, before I would uh, allow them to be released or anything. So I had to test them at regular intervals. And uh, at that point, I played the game so fucking much that it was the most grueling thing. Like, I, w- I would kind of enjoy it once I started playing, but the idea of, like, you know, every month or something, I get another email saying, here was the new version, and I needed to approve it. And so I had to play through my own game again, and I would always just be thinking, oh, God. <laughs> Whereas with T-Signature, you know, it's getting better and better to play. Every new system I add makes it more fun, and um, there's no sense of getting tired of it, really. Um, there's certainly no sense of like getting bored of the situations because situations are always a little bit different. Um, and there's, it's not certainly not at the Spelunky level yet where Spelunky's level generation is so good that it feels like it sort of generates dynamic puzzles. And we're not really at that stage with heat signature. It's more like, um, the things that are enjoyable, you can throw wrenches at people and they knock them out and they bounce off them and they can bounce off and knock you out and they can bounce off and knock someone else out. You can shoot someone and they can drop their wrench and their wrench will hit the person behind them and knock them out. Um, there's lots of kind of tactile fun things like that um, that are already working. There's uh, already some quite fun situations that you get into or sort of maybe fun's not the word, but it's kind of like interesting situations where you're up against a locked door and you have a key card, but the key card can't open a level six door, but it can open a level four door. And you don't have two bypass tools because a bypass tool can reduce the thing by one level. But you do have one bypass tool. And with one bypass tool, you can open this level one door. And then through there, you can get a key card for here. And then that other key card will get you to two bypass tools. And then you can get through there. So there's like those chains of logic come up every now and then. And right now, they're, um, they're not happening that often. But when they do happen, it's really cool to realize, oh, this thing that looks impossible, there's actually a way to do it. If I open these doors in the right order and I figure out um, how to do this, then I can um, get what I want. Um, so I'm hoping that stuff will uh, will advance more and become more like Splunky, where it kind of feels like it's dem- generating dynamic puzzles. I guess it already is. It's just that the, those dynamic puzzles are not... Uh, as interesting as I want them to be, ultimately. From what I've seen of um, Heat Signature, like it looks very minimalist. Like to to um, like it really does look very minimalist. Was that intentional? Um, like, I don't think so. I mean, I guess. So I I really hate visual clutter. So I particularly hate interface elements that don't strictly have to be there, and anything that's on the screen that doesn't have to be on the screen, I, I want to get rid of, and so. I also really like things to be as natural as possible. So um, if there's a way to do something without adding more interface, I'll try and do that. So, you know, in theory, most of the time that you're playing heat signature, it should look like you've got the HUD turned off um, because there isn't, you don't have a health bar. You don't have um, many things that I need to make you persistently aware of. So that's kind of intentional. I like things to be the ideal 
is that you can a screenshot of the game looks like you know a piece of artwork and that there's nothing on there that looks like it's just there to be informative um but i'm also completely zealous about making sure you do have all the information you need so you know if i have to i'll put an interface element there to make it clear but if there's a way i can do it more naturally then i will so like you know you don't hover your cursor over a ship and have a pop-up dialog box telling you that it's got five turrets and three thrusters or like speed of six and attack of eight instead you look at the ship and you see that it's got four thrusters and one turret and you so you know well it's got that much agility and that much attack power (laughs) um and again that's also not kind of it's never abstracted it's never a stat it's never a number that just goes up or down it's always if it has one missile launcher, that means it can fire one missile at a time, and one missile destroys one module, and everything is as naturalistic as possible, so I don't have to tell you the stats, I don't have to tell you the hit points. You know, that even the hit points of a ship, there's no health bar for the ship, it's just got 17 modules or whatever, and when you see it get hit, you'll see one of those modules get destroyed, and now it's only got 16 modules. So you get a pretty immediate visual idea of how much, how many more hits it can take before it's completely destroyed um, without any kind of clutter. Heat signature, when do you have it planned to come out basically i have no idea i never do really i didn't with gunpoint either um and the only, the first i knew of gunpoint's release date was like a week before it came out was you know or i guess it probably took two weeks i knew um but really until the game is done i don't know when it'll be done and then when it is done that's when i'll start planning when it's going to be released <laughs> so um yeah i never know so it's just basically uh when it's done essentially Yep. The old, the old uh, Blizzard credo. So to yeah. Speak. I used to get frustrated with that as a journalist, and I always thought, like, come on, you're the developer. You must know something about when it's going to be out. And then when I started Gunpoint, I started telling people, oh, I think it's going to be out, like, June of 2012, or I think I know it's going to be December 2012. No, it's going to be June of 2013. No, it's going to be December 2013. Um, and I realized, like, the problem is not just that you're wrong all the time, it's also that it stresses you out like crazy. Like, you start to feel like a failure every time you miss those dates. And I was in a situation with Gunpoint where I was just having to regularly announce Gunpoint is delayed, Gunpoint is delayed, Gunpoint is delayed. And nothing bad has happened. Like, I, I wasn't failing to work on it. I wasn't um, wasting my time. I wasn't uh, ill. You know, nothing bad was happening. I was just working on the game. The game turned out to be a bigger job than I thought. And it was still going really well. And I still... Um, thought it was a good game but i was having this like constant bad news factory <laughs> i just thought this is ridiculous like i just have to so i had to unannounce the release date for gunpoint and sort of take it back and say now there's no information <laughs> i can't tell you anything 